So Sean Six from the Liquid Conversations, and I'm here with who? Daniel Oliver, the bass player from Nothing More. Do you have to say bass player? Or do people not know who you are now? I don't know. You know, I don't really get to be on the other side of that to ask, so I'm always just clear. Do you think bass players never get enough love? Um, sometimes, no. But but what's cool about music and what's cool about being in a band is you can kind of go after whatever you want. You know, like some people are like, man, you don't have the notoriety you deserve. And I'm like, I'm like, I have the I feel like I have the notoriety. I deserve. I, I've what I have. I get a, the attention that I want. I guess I don't want any more. I don't need any more. I'm I'm uh, I'm happy where I am. So. You know what that you know what that's a really awesome statement you said. I don't need any more. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, in totally. today's society, everything is about what attention we have, how many likes you have on Instagram, or how many followers you have, or you know you put up a post or something like that. Obviously, in music we're kind of running the gamut with that now too. We have to do that. Yeah. Does that kind of lay into a band member's mentality when you think about, well, we're going to put a post up on our Facebook and are we going to get enough likes on it? Does that, does that really, that attention thing really kind of level into it for you or? Oh man. Um, I would say not for this band. And, and I, yeah, I don't think we've ever really cared, you know, and I'm, and honestly, I care the least out of probably anybody (laughs) that I know. Um, I actually succumbed to putting like my first post on Instagram in like six months. And the one before that was, it was five years. And the one after, at the end of five years was just because a buddy of mine thought it'd be hilarious. And it's a terrible picture, no caption. I'm just in front of this mariachi band in San Antonio. And then on this tour, everyone was like, Dan, you you know, the lead singer of A Mice and Men, Aaron Palsy's just like, dude, you're not on Instagram. Like, (laughs) <laughs> be on Instagram like I'll run it you know and so finally I was just like you know screw it I'm gonna put a picture and it was funny though because like I've never just sat there and watched like all these likes happen and like I started to feel whatever I guess people are crazy about with Instagram you know it's I, I don't want to say it's like narcissism, it. but yeah you are and you're looking at the people that that comment and you're look, you know, you're looking at all these individual profiles, and it's just kind of this crazy. It's like you're selling something thing. on eBay, and you're watching the the bids come in. It you're is. Like, it's a weird. Oh my cu- god, look at that! Yeah, it's a weird emotional currency, you know. Um, and you know, I'm I'm not like saying it's a bad thing. I'm not like making a stance on it. It was just weird right. for me to finally kind of feel that. And but that being said, like yeah, like what I think each member of this band kind of takes away from the stage and takes away from songwriting and what we enjoy about doing this together is the whole process and the magic that happens when we are together you know beyond popularity beyond everything else so what we're you know starting to discuss off mic was about my statement about what's wrong with music there's something that we all thought that music was and this idea of having social media being involved with it and i don't want to be you know the old man's you know hollering that cloud kind of thing like but there's a certain aspect about that where you kind of start to think is that sort of thing with social media and the digital world is that starting to affect what we think is good artistry yeah i i know that's a tough question it's a super tough question you know um I think the thing that affects artistry a lot of times is, I mean, the, the instant gratification. If you're addicted to that, then like being in a band and being an artist probably isn't for you, right. you know, because it takes practice. It takes time. 
time, you Lots know, of like, it. Yeah, yeah, like, like everyone has some beginner's luck and, you know, there are some people that come out of the womb and write a hit song, you know, <laughs> right. but for the rest of us, it's a craft right. like anything else, you know, and you become good at it. And, and what happens and one of the cooler things that happens over time is, is the getting better, you know, and, and it's fun for you. You know, I don't want to be right. the best I've ever been 10 years ago when I started, like I want to be the best I've ever been 10 years from now, 30 years in kind of thing. So, um, I don't know. I think it does affect it. I think like an idea of faking it till you make it can kind of affect it. Not that you shouldn't. I'm not like just hating on that because we did that. But there's but a certain there's a certain yeah. level to it where you kind of have to front just enough so everybody can say, okay, they're awesome, and we're going to go to their show. We're yeah. going to buy their merch. We're going to buy you know whatever they're putting out, whether it's you know 25 years ago and it's a CD or now it's uh, give me a download code or something like that. Right. Right. But still, you still have to have some sort of talent behind it. Oh, absolutely. It, absolutely. Can't, it can't be just, you know, making of the band and you're going to be Millie Vanilli and it's... Right, right. Uh, oh, shit. Like two years later, we'll figure out they can't actually sing or play. Right, right. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, and one thing I love about rock and roll is that there really aren't any manufactured products out here. Like there aren't any manufactured bands. Like every now and across, we'll run across a band with like an investor and you can tell it's just like a primary songwriter that like maybe bought rock songs and the band or they're is, on every tour that they probably right, normally right. wouldn't be on right yeah you do run across that and it usually doesn't stick right. you know to actually like in the rock world to pull 2,000 people into a venue in any given city like people have to like you like right. like rock people are critical and everyone can smell bullshit typically and and that's kind of a good thing you know but what what I want to see I guess anyway is more more bands with kind of like, say, the Eagles, like that mentality where okay. it's, it's yeah. just a you every like every member has fans and every member contributes. Every in member some was a good singer way. or a songwriter, or they could play, or you know the collective whole was amazing as it was. Yes. But if you broke them all up, it was like, oh, so Don Henley was awesome, and you know, totally, stuff like that. yeah, totally, yeah. But together they were the Eagles, and you right. know, an Eagles song, you know, it wasn't it wasn't Don Henley and these badass dudes. It was the Eagles, you know? Right. Yeah. They let the bass player sing all the slow high songs, you know, I forget his name, Timothy Schmidt, maybe. Uh, yes, yeah, it, it was great. And that's kind of what we're aspiring to be is just, we're in the philosophy of pushing each other and we share all the songwriting equally and we want everyone in the band to participate, you know, like we've been yeah. around groups where there's like one kind of ego dude and that will actually like tell the other members that their parts suck and they're making the thing worse. And it's he's, terrible. He's, yeah. he's commanding the orchestra. He's literally exactly. doing that or she is. I mean, it might be a female too, but it's like you see somebody that does that sort of thing and you guys come in, we're like, well, we all have our part. Exactly. What yeah. the hell's going on with that? Yeah, yeah, I know, and it's a. I love like I love this project because of that. And we 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 would just fire people if we <laughs> before we would do. We would. We, this band's been through like fifty members. I'm like the third bass player, and I've been in it fifteen years. <laughs> they were doing this in high school before like, I even joined. Yeah, fire, dude. You just you haven't put enough time in yet. You yeah. have not put enough time in yet. Yeah. I refer to nothing more as the sleeper band in rock and roll. Yeah. It's like a lot of people are like, where the hell they come from? Yeah, yeah, it, right. I mean, obviously the stuff with the Grammy, you know, you guys getting nominated caught a lot of people by surprise. But if you paid attention to the band, you actually watch you guys come up. 
Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have surprised anybody at all. Mm. Obviously, you guys paid your dues and you put enough time and you know definitely learned your craft and put out an awesome product to be able to get that nod. But it seemed like a lot of people that weren't really following you guys were kind of like, well, who the hell are they? Right. How did that feel for you? Like, you, you, you know, you kind of want to relish in the moment saying, yes, we got that. But where were you before? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, where were you before? Or in a like angry kind of way. Well, no, or? it's like it's it's almost like uh, you were surprised that they didn't know that you were that good. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. I mean it. <laughs> The the criticism's interesting. Like I tip I typically take criticism the hardest, I think, out of everyone else. And but for some okay. reason, like like when we heard the news, like we were traveling in a van from uh Warsaw, Poland to Prague, Czech Republic, right. and we we're super slugging it away and you're like, Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, we we're in a van and we had partied till like five in the morning. It was one of those rare, like Eastern Europe's crazy. And that was kind of our first time to really experience it. So we all just had like a blast the night before. For, but so anyway, we're driving, and as we approach the border, I heard Mark on the phone with our manager talking, and I hear like Grammys and then nominations, and then Mark gets off the phone, and he's like, "Yeah, we got three Grammy nominations." And it's just like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Like, and none of us have service, so we have to wait to get to the venue to do it. And anyway, you know, of course, everyone goes straight to the bathroom when you finally get to the venue, and there I am, you know, on the Wi-Fi, and I look, and yeah, the first thing I pull up is like this dude ripping us apart. Like, who's this band out of nowhere that doesn't even have like a complete Wikipedia page? Right, right, right. You know, yeah, getting yeah. three. Grammy yeah. nominations like the Grammys used to mean something like, where did they and come from uh prior to 2014 we have no idea who they were yeah yeah like yeah like that and I was like oh man that's kind of harsh but it I don't know I, I didn't I guess I just don't I stopped caring about that because it I don't, I don't know it's good to have people hate you you know like what's worse is people not having an opinion on you like indifference is and Terrible. we're slipping back to the social media thing when yeah. you think about that, because everybody says, well, don't read your Twitter page. If you right. read your Twitter page, you're you're literally going to want to step in front of the tour bus. <laughs> OK, it really is going to be. And, really? and, and that sounds bad, but it's. You know, when you start paying attention to people that have those negative opinions about yourself, you're like, oh, that's going to hurt. I mean, that's it's literally going to you know push me back to the back of the stage in the dark shadows. Right. When really I should be up front and saying, you know, we've accomplished this. So, yeah, when you start thinking about that, you like for me personally, when I start hearing people that are haters, it makes me push even harder. Mm hmm. Like, fuck you. Yeah. I will seriously crush you now. Make <laughs> me work harder. Right. You guys have done that. Yeah. You literally have. Like, when somebody said, okay, well, they're not deserving of the Grammy, and the nod, and, you know, who the hell were they? And, and, you know, prior to 2014, where did this band come from? You're like, well, if you don't know about us, yeah. you're going to now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, and you're right. Like, it's funny. Our first rejection actually happened here in Dallas. That was one of our first big moments. Your home state, yeah. Yeah, it was like in 05, you know, we wanted to start traveling outside of San Antonio, and we came up here, and we were passing out the EPKs that existed then, you know, electronic press kit. Actually, this wasn't an EPK. This was just a press kit. It was literally in a folder, and, you know, the curtain club down the street. Uh, We talked to someone there, and they they were just, like, very, like, who do you think you are? Like, like only big bands get to play here. We're the ship. Yeah, it's like, well, well, you know, that was honestly like that was kind of a big moment. Cause it's like, oh, man, like, is this are we just going to get a bunch of no's and this is never going to work? But I think Johnny at the time, he was definitely the like, nah, man, you know, fuck him. Like he did. We are going to be the big, biggest band in the world. And we're going to, you know, be putting that venue to shame in a few years, you know, and, and it took time. But, you know, now we're in a venue three times that size, you know, 
doing well. And you you guys have literally, I mean, you're writing songs, you're making statements now. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I mean, and these statements are political statements. These are statements that most bands won't even attempt until they're 20 years in. And some people, if you look back, some bands might say, well, that's super ballsy. Where, where do you get off now thinking you have a, have that much of a voice? <laughs> yeah, that's a, okay. that's a good question. You know, um, well, f- well, one, like, I don't think we, we try not to make like extremely, uh, uh, what's the word? Like you're not polarizing. We, we're not polarizing. We want to, we want to encourage people to learn how to think, not tell them what we think or right. what to think. Right. Like we'll tell people what we think, but we don't care if they agree. Like, cause everyone has a voice. Like we're way more interested in helping people become interested in learning right. how to think, you right. know? And also I think like, I don't know, like what gives people the confidence to make bold statements? You just got to do something for yourself at some point in your life, you know? And for us, it was the band. Like you kind of, you go out there and you create a little like microcosm, if you will, and you pour everything into it. And the universe and the world and everything works in like very parallel ways to where if you can grasp the concepts and become successful in this one world, like right. it is, it's not universally applicable to everything else, but they're Right, you're going to have fans but, and they're going to follow it. Yeah, yeah, okay. fans are going to follow it. And, you know, and that's what taught us how to think. You know, it can be music, it can be surgery, it can be chemistry, it can be mechanical <laughs> right, engineering. Right, it exactly, it could be it, anything. It doesn't matter. Like, the same principles kind of exist. So I think, I don't know, I think that's where we kind of get our confidence. So Where does nothing more go now? I don't know. We just keep going. Like, we never knew what the A to B would look like. Like, when we took the vow of poverty in 05, like, was, we thought it would take two years you know, to get like a record deal and do right. something. And, and, you know, I'm so glad it didn't because we became, we got to spend like all this valuable time with nobody telling us we were cool with no outside money. Just like if this thing was going to work, it was literally going to work. It, it wasn't was go big or go home. It was go big or go home. It wasn't going to be some bullshit thing where, where, where you, you know, see if the shit will stick to the wall kind of right, thing. Right. So yeah, I don't know. We're just still in the journey and we're not out of ideas and everything kind of, we all ride on our own and that's where like the sparks for songs come from. But r- the real magic happens when we can, you know, devote eight to 10 hours a day in a jam room and talk and write and jam. On tour, and that's a rare thing. It's, but yeah, it's yeah. nearly impossible. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, you know, I, I do all the metal work in the band. And so I, I have a really cool idea for the next big stage show thing. And um, it's probably going to involve... I don't know. It's going to be something semi-robotic and drumming and huge. So I don't know. It's fun. It's just this band is like the most fun I could ever imagine. So like a, you know, a throwback to like sticks with Mr. Roboto. It's going to be all kinds of weird stuff going on. Dude, I need to, like, is, did they have some cool stuff? See, I never, I heard about the it was, sticks. It Mr. was Roboto all imagery thing. at that point too. Yeah. And, and the thing of it was, is like, you know, a lot of sticks fans hated that That's what era I too yeah. they hated that. i mean they had like a full cast of people on stage right it was, actors it, was, it, it became full-blown theatrical mm. which is not necessarily a bad thing yeah no 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 you want him there's a lost art to making it a show totally like justin timberlake is a theatrical show primarily dancing but like it's still there's so much there's going on and it's, it. it's yes. beautiful you it's know? more than him just singing totally totally so you have ideas mm-hmm. and is there songs kind of floating yeah, around there, there there are there are more i mean 
there are riffs floating around right riffs, now. Riffs, okay. Yeah, typically the songs can start in any kind of format, you know, right. but typically music leads and then we apply, you know, we see what the, what the song at that point is saying musically and kind of talk about it and then we start from there. So, but then everything gets rewritten a hundred times to where a lot of times like the original, whatever started this song idea, quote unquote, is no longer even a part of the finished product. So, so last question, you guys here at the Southside Ballroom in Dallas and you were talking about earlier about how people are like you know who do you think you are is there still something for nothing more playing in their home state and saying how do you like me now is there uh yeah i mean kind of because it <laughs> i mean we know so many people here and usually the thing is like all the haters have gone at this point you know right. so now it's more of like a celebration for the people whose couch we slept on you know, enough. 10 years ago for that year of our lives, okay. you know, they were just our friends and they took us in and fed us. And so it's, you know, and that's kind of what the Grammys even became for us too. Like it meant a shit ton to the band, but it meant so much more for our parents, you know, things like that. It's like, like now <sighs> see mom and dad money well invested. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, it's like, yeah, like we, you know, thank you. Like we couldn't have done this without you. And, and yes. it clicks for him now. Cause that's like the number one, like there's no, uh, there's no competition in music, you know, it's art, but if there was one, it's the Grammys. Uh, right. so yeah, it's the same thing kind of now. Like we know so many people in all these, like in Louisiana, Texas and Oklahoma that it's like, Hey, look, yeah. Hey, come on over. Yeah. We still got that couch waiting for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I oh, know, Bus calls it too. Come come hang on my couch, you know, <laughs> my mobile couch that's parked out front. But Dude, uh, thank you. Thank yeah. you very much, man. Dude, I appreciate it. Thank you it. so much. The Liquid Conversations podcast is brought to you by Dirtbag Clothing. Wear it till it stinks.